Hi, this is Kale Ward. This is Jessica Wilton. And this is... Go Global! Woo! How many other theme songs do I know? Sometimes you want to go where everybody oh, knows was... your name. That was supposed to be Friends. Ah, I thought you were just making noise. Uh, ooh, clipping the... I uh, guess I shouldn't clap right in front nope. of the microphone, nope. huh? Um, how many other? Um, we can move on from the theme tune. No, I'm not finished. Thank Wait. you. <laughs> Please be finished. Come on. Okay, what'd you learn this week? Oh, I can't believe I have given up. I blew you through. Paused. I've too n- long. I've never even seen Cheers. Oh, here's one. No idea. Yeah, I know. I'm no Superman. Oh, say, so what'd you learn this week? Um, I learned something that you don't know. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Plenty of that to go around. I could fill a thimble with the things I know. <laughs> a thimble or like a giant bucket. I know what I said. <laughs> um, we were just talking this morning about twin towns and twin cities twin cities and you were kind of Uh, like oh what's that minneapolis and saint paul minnesota and wisconsin what i think they're both in minneapolis what uh they're both in minnesota what the twin cities oh it sounds like you're about yeah, to no, learn all right. something please please educate me uh mini the minneapolis and saint paul minnesota are called the twin cities oh. that's why their uh baseball mascot is the twins twin what cities what's the mascot though twins they it, they it, just like find twins off the street it, or? i believe um and this is a little known fact i believe the um the the two little girls in the shining you know the 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 the, the uh, uh uh oh the come play with us little girls from the shining jack nicholson film mm. stanley kubert mm-hmm. oh i know what the shining is yeah 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 two so there are two twin girls who are super creepy and really their role gets blown up in the grand scheme of the movie mm. but i believe they are contracted with the twins you went all that way just to tell me a bullshit a story, and it's a complete lie. A long walk for a very short drink of water. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Um, okay, do you want to know what I was actually talking about? Yeah, I guess. The practice of twinning towns in different countries. So what prompted this was the oh, sign... Oh, in different countries. The sign in Diffidons that has a sign with different cities around the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's basically a form of legal or social agreement between towns, cities, counties, prefectures, provinces, regions, states, and even countries in geographically and politically distinct areas to promote cu- cultural and commercial ties. The modern concept of town twinning was conceived after the Second World War in 1947 and was intended to foster friendship and understanding among different cultures. Town. So it is a, it's an official agreement that you like promote the culture of the other city town twinning yeah um like so you can have like so here we have diffidons paired with something in portugal paired with something in france paired with cambridge united states i want to say was on the sign i think it's ohio 
Because I remember seeing it and thinking that it was a UK town, but it was... Well, it's named after a UK town. Well, yeah, they all are. I was looking at a map the other day. It's really crazy. I know it's not. I know. Well, I know historically it's not crazy, but it's just funny to see. Wait, are you saying that all towns are named after towns in the UK? All towns in the US? I bet you about 80% of it is. You know how big America is, right? Yeah. There's no way that's true. I bet we can find that out some someday. Someday. It's not yeah. going to be right now. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... Uh, so, I actually learned the proper definition of it. I knew the concept of twinning towns and cities. Hmm. Like, I think Liverpool is twinned with, like, Rotterdam or something. Oh, interesting. Oh, you could, I could yeah. be making that up completely. Because you, you were saying Paris and Rotterdam were... Maybe I'm just using Rotterdam as all examples. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, you you per cities, and supposedly it's an official agreement, but I'm not sure how much Mm. actually goes on. So yeah, that's what I learned. Mm. I learned about the the true definition of it. Um, So today we were watching the final matchups of the uh, Pokemon video game championships. Mm -hmm. And um, what I learned is that I know nothing. I know nothing about... (laughs) This game and how they play it, because they, they are on a completely different level. Yeah, I didn't understand most of what was happening. The the only, about the only thing we really understood while we were watching it was uh, the final move. Uh, the guy, it was 2v1, and the guy who won knocked out his opponent's Pokemon, and and then in the next turn swept the other guy and it was the the one that won yeah and yeah yeah yeah. anyway uh it was wild it was pretty crazy even i understood that part yeah the italian guy he had a cool piplup shirt i was rooting for him because <laughs> um, i like piplup so anyway so you learned that you don't know much about Pokemon, i learned actually. that i learned <laughs> nothing um oh i did learn one other thing okay Apparently, you can see the entire U.S. network TV schedule on Wikipedia all the way back to 1946, which is the time that's widely regarded as the first television season. Of what? I don't understand the question. So, like, TV schedule of, like, one channel? One show? Every channel. Like, what's on, like, network TV? Oh, Okay. So like for so we're doing today's a TV episode. Obviously, if you couldn't Ooh, tell, I better that. go and prepare something else then. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I was able to look up the the schedule of when the show I'm going to talk about when it was on on Monday nights, mm. and then everything on different channels on the same night, and then I was able to go further back. To see what else was on. Oh, okay. That is interesting. Throughout Don't suppose time. you noticed if there was any other countries that you could see that for. I don't care about other countries. Okay. In case you've forgotten, I'm the American part of this. <laughs> other countries don't interest me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's our favorite week here. Television yeah. week. We like television. It's better than history and politics. Oh, by a lot. 
Like, I have fun with those, but the the TV and movies and stuff, that's the cool stuff. It's just more fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, oh, music was fun, though. Yeah, music was good. That's a good one. That's probably second favorite. Mm, mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm going to talk about uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, okay. I've seen one or two episodes of this. Have you? Yes. Uh, so I used to watch it with my grandma Donna. Mm-hmm. Um, we would, my my brothers and I would go over to her house and spend the night throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would do it on Mondays. So um, you, you'd stay on different days? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so I would do it on Mondays. My younger brother would do it on Wednesdays. And then sometimes the youngest would get to go. He never really even got to. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> Coming across very apathetic this episode. Yeah, no. Damn. <laughs> so, Some emotion pills. No, thank you. Um, so we would go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. And then we'd hit the local uh, Furs Cafeteria. Or Golden Corral, which are buffets. Um, And then it was back to her house for the Monday night CBS sitcom lineup. We're talking Cosby. Back before he was a problem. Back before. I mean, he was a problem back then, too. Back before. It just wasn't widely known. Back before we knew he was a problem. Right. Uh, We're talking King, King of Queens. We're talking Becker. But my favorite was always Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm hmm. This was the beginning of Ray Romano's career. Um, you mean before he peaked as uh, the woolly mammoth, Manny, in Ice Age? Because I think that was just his breakout role. It was beautifully done. I'm not even being sarcastic. Like. I think I think everybody loves Raymond was his breakout role. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. As soon as his name is actually in the yeah. title. <laughs> the show itself was created by uh, Philip Rosenthal. And it was based on some of Ray Romano's early stand-up comedy. Okay. Uh, which is pretty standard for television sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. That's how Tim Allen got started. Um, Bill, The Cosby Show is famously based on a lot of... Interesting. Uh, so I actually, I listened to um, Doug Shepard's podcast. Um, don't say it, don't you dare. Husband. Don't say it. Don't you dare say its name. What? We don't promote other podcasts on this show. I haven't actually said the name yet. I'm warning well, you, I don't say to. it. <laughs> um, but his podcast, and he was talking to Ellen. And oh, yeah. she was saying that kind of like that's how you get started. So is yeah. that like a standard thing that you're a comedian first and you do the stand-up scene and then you get your own show, it seems like? Kind of, yeah. Huh. Um, it's not, you know, I don't I don't know how, like, standard it is. Mm. But I think once you get to that point, that's, and, like, you, you, like, get comfortable with it, that's sort of how you make it. Right. Okay. Because uh, she also had one in the early 90s. Yeah, she was, she was talking about it, yeah. yeah. I believe it was the Ellen DeGeneres show. I think so. Maybe yeah. Ellen. Mm-hmm. I also watched uh, Grace Under Fire, which was a show about a lady who I don't know who it is, but it's a very Was it named Grace? Could be. Mm. Um, Roseanne. Ooh, I would be interested. Ugh. I would be interested to know about the history of Roseanne and the show. Not now, obviously, yeah. but anyway. It originally aired from September of 1996 to May of 2005. 
for 210 episodes and nine seasons. Wow. And it only ended because Ray Romano and Phil Rosenthal decided that they wanted to move on. Mm. Everyone else in the cast and even the crew wanted to keep going. Mm. But because they were like the primary yeah. engines, they decided they wanted to end it. Mm-hmm. It was filmed in front of a live studio audience for the majority of the series. And it's basically just the various trials and tribulations of the Barone family. It it's your it's a very standard sitcom. Yeah. This this is really interesting because I think my thing will actually purr really well with this. Mm. But like I know already that they're very, very different American versus British type of comedy. So I'm very interested to see how you feel about it. I hope you'll enjoy it. The show itself follows uh, your typical sitcom tropes, mostly about how dumb and inattentive Ray is with his family. The show, the majority... Oh, okay, here we go. Now, this is the hook, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, For a sitcom. Okay. Uh, So uh, Ray lives with his wife, Deborah, and they have three kids, uh, Mm -hmm. a girl and two uh, boy twins. But, Twins again? Are they the mascots? Yeah. <laughs> so the 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 con the ma- the majority of the conflict comes from the fact that Ray's parents live across the street mm. uh, with his older brother uh, Robert, mm. and they basically come over and whenever they want and just act as if it's just an extension of their house, right? The uh, you've seen Young Frankenstein, yes. The uh, the guy who plays Frankenstein, mm-hmm. the monster, mm-hmm. is the grandfather. Is, okay, is Raymond's okay. father. Yeah, I like I say I have seen it, but I'm not sure I remember it mm-hmm. a whole lot. He's my favorite character. Mm. You love Grandpa's. Did you all one? It's because I am. One. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's most most of the show it's just the family stuff that happens because of that conflict yeah um and over the course of 200 episodes they find a way to keep it interesting and and relatable yeah so relatable in fact that according to the nielsen ratings which is the um it's basically how uh the the system in place for the tv execs Mm -hmm. to see who's watching what Mm mm-hmm Season 5, which aired in 2000, and season 8 in 2003, tied with Monday Night Football. Is that popular? Think real hard about that question. This is America. Not Monday Night, though. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Have you not heard... Oh, how's the song go? Uh, Are you ready for some football? There's a, a big Monday Night Football song mm-hmm. that was popular mm-hmm. right around this time um anyway yes it's very popular okay. to answer okay. your question and in 2002 it tied with survivor for views and i'm pretty sure in 2002 that was survivor at the height of its popularity mm-hmm. like i think it had just come on and this was like the first or second season and it was still new and hot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what i now what i love about the show and when i get the opportunity to watch it now uh, i always find that this show in particular really captures what the real family dynamic is like mm-hmm. um and it it extends across the board you know there's drama with the kids there's mm-hmm. your typical 
husband and wife drama, mm-hmm. albeit a lot of the times that is Deborah doesn't want to have sex. There's a lot of, you know. Oh, don't like that. Well, it's, you know, 90s sitcom junk. Sexism. Well, maybe. Um, and then, you know, there there's conflicts between uh, Deborah and Raymond's mother and mm. and there there were there's a set of episodes where Marie Raymond's mother specifically does not speak to Deborah because of some you know slight yeah and it lasts for like 10 episodes and it was brutal <laughs> <laughs> it was it, but it, that's just like it they do just such an amazing job at at capturing like the drama behind that yeah despite it being just a regular funny haha show mm-hmm. you know and the thing about it is that at the end of the day the characters even if they're mad at each other they are able to apologize and come back and, yeah. and you know be a family mm-hmm. and it doesn't it doesn't i mean it, you know the conflict matters but it they move on yeah and they're it, it you know through the um the passage of time you really feel connected and it it feels like you're growing with this family yeah. you know okay. so a, a lot of that i think has to do with phil's uh phil rosenthal's attitude toward writing particularly on this show mm-hmm. um on an episode of the nerdist writers panel he said something to the effect of and it's been a while since i've heard this so i couldn't i could be slightly wrong but he said something to the effect of i had everyone go home at dinner time so that they could have dinner with their family. Because how do you write a show about family if you're not spending time with yours? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So I don't feel... That's... Uh, once I heard that, that was something that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It's something that a lot of shows just don't capture. Yeah. Yeah. I want to watch the first episode and the last episode. Okay. And maybe you can see what I'm talking about. Okay. back that was good yeah it some of the jokes have dated a bit oh even from the uh from the the last episode yeah like uh what i say one off the air in 2005 i think something like that so 2002 maybe i don't know no, he was a five yeah mm. uh so i mean yeah 15 years <laughs> yeah and like the whole the whole thing with the his parents like, wouldn't you just move? Like, oh my god! Well, but like, it's uh, you assume they own the house. They have three kids. Yep. They can fit the three kids in yep. in the house. Yep. No. Yeah. <laughs> Parents, we love you very much. We um, we are sure you'll be excellent grandparents. We are glad that we don't live in the same country. <laughs> you can see them. As much as you want. Away from here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more to say. It was good fun. Yeah. It's a sitcom. Yeah. You know, standard sit- yeah. sitcom. Um, I, I always think it's funny to think about the beginning and the end mm-hmm. of, of the show. And, and they're very, very similar. Yeah. Like, not a whole lot has changed in it. It's kind of nice to see that. Uh, one, one thing that always 
struck me is how uh, Patricia Heaton, who plays uh, Deborah, mm. how she sort of changes through the uh, through the series. She goes from kind of um, I don't know super nineties kind of hot wife to to I I think she gets hotter. Yeah, I actually thought she was a different actress. Yeah, she looks did. very different. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, um, and another another interesting thing is that the uh, the kids are the same through the whole show. Yeah, that's pretty nice. They do they do cha- the twins. Mm-hmm. Their names do change after the first episode. Oh, um, I don't remember now. I think it's I can't remember if it's Gray or Matthew that changes, but they did. Was it was it one of those cases where they shoot the pilot and then it's a different? issue episode one probably okay yeah probably one more fun fact Mm -hmm. there are several other versions in various countries Mm -hmm. uh of of everybody's love the raymond they all tried to kind of make Mm -hmm. their own thing and and um most famously uh phil rosenthal the creator went to russia and tried to get a a show off the ground Mm. uh, and did and it's called voronin's family and apparently it has 455 episodes. Whoa. And in 2015, it was one of uh, Russia's top five most watched programs. Wow. I think we've picked our subjects really well. Mm. I, there's a lot of similarities here. Um, and also, so so the countries that are were trying to remake these shows were uh, Poland, Egypt, Israel, India, the Czech Republic, and Britain had a remake with Lee Mack and Catherine Tate. What was that called? Every everybody loves Lee Mack. I don't know. I have to look. No, I because I like I don't think I ever saw it, but I think I remember like the imagery for it. I can't remember what it was called. The Smiths. Oh, maybe I'm not thinking of the same thing then. Pretty pretty boring name, really. Yeah, interesting. All right, you want to watch mine now? I'm not gonna tell you anything first. Okay. I want you because I don't think you'll have seen any of this at all. So I want you to watch it first before we talk about it. Okay. Stick a party in me pocket I'll fetch the suitcase from the van Cause if you want a bestest But you don't ask questions Then brother, I'm your man Before we get started here, let me ask you a question. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you find UK TV shows age? I still think that's hilarious. Well, that's not what I mean. Quality-wise. Oh, I mean, that was just YouTube. Like, it was really bad quality. Okay. I found this with The Queen's Nose, too. For me, any British sort of uh, just regular TV show that I've ever Mm -hmm. seen before probably 2005... Mm. looks like it could have been filmed in the 1960s and i would have no yeah (laughs) yeah i i don't know i don't know how to answer that because actually the bbc was the pioneer of like television technology but i know what you mean by like they had that pioneering moment in say the 1940s 50s and then sort of like yeah evened out a little bit yeah but i mean so the the whole look of that show so I guess we could say what it was called. It's called Only Fools and Horses. Okay. Um, the look of it is like, so their flat is supposed to look old-fashioned. 
because they've never decorated it. Okay. And the van is supposed to look old right, right, because right. it's secondhand and they've had it for years. When did this take place? So this aired for seven seasons between 1981 to 1991. Okay. So we're already like... That I would have... I would have put that show there. Yeah, you look yeah. you look at the clothes and yeah. stuff and the humor and everything. Um, so, yeah, Only Fools and Horses. It ran 81 to 91, like I just said. Um, there were also a few Christmas specials that ended in 2003. Hmm. And it follows the story of the Trotter family, mainly two brothers, Del Boy and Rodney, in their attempts to get rich. Del Boy. Del Boy. His name, his proper name is Derek, but okay. they call him Del Boy. Interesting. Because the whole thing is they're kind of wheeler dealers. They have things that fell off the back of the truck is something we say. Kind of like black market dodgy things that they sell. And this is how they try and get rich Mm -hmm. over the time. So they they sell terrible things. Like we saw the sex dolls was one of the funniest moments we just watched. They didn't know what they were and they're like, oh, we just got to sell them anyway. I missed that completely. That was the the funny noise that they thought was coming from Grandad. Oh, okay. And then it turned out it was a sex doll. Okay, okay. Um, and then we saw them with the chandelier. Mm-hmm. They managed to blag their way into a really fancy. I think it was a hotel or something. Hold on, they did what? Blag their way, like trick their way in. Oh, saying okay. that they were chandelier restorers uh-huh. so you know they were like we can't mess this up and right, everything right, right. everything the whole episode that's the final moment of the episode mm-hmm. where they're holding on to the wrong chandelier and then the other <laughs> one drops and they're just like oh uh to uh just to sort of set our audience up we watched it was basically a, a it must have been like a top 10 funniest yeah, moments yeah, from yeah. from the show we didn't get to watch yeah full episodes yeah so. i couldn't find any full episodes online Interesting. because it's a bbc product i think they cracked down mm. i couldn't find it anywhere um so it, it wasn't great quality either so hopefully i'll get to show it to you properly at some point mm. because a lot of the fun in those jokes is how it's built up yeah. you know like the chandelier yeah. one it's the whole episode yeah. and then they drop it yeah so it's and i think you'd really enjoy it i noticed you laughed a few times like yeah. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it good was funny. stuff. It's yeah. slapstick. It's also, like I say, so it is very like um, everybody loves Raymond because it it's about their family. So first of all, there's Del and Rodney and their granddad, um, and so basically the story is that Rodney's much younger than his brother, and his brother kind of raised him, hmm. and Rodney's supposed to be the smart one because he got two exams and Rod and. Del Boy didn't get any. Um, so he was supposed to make something of himself, but he just sort of joined in with his brother's schemes. Um, so we follow the family as the granddad dies, and then because the actor died. Okay. And then their uncle Alba comes along, um, who was who we saw in the clip. I think. Was it Uncle Alba or was it Grandad? Anyway, I'm not too sure. Was the granddad the old fellow with the, the white beard? They, they both look very similar, so I can't remember. The granddad and the uncle, and uncle look Albert, so yeah. similar. And oh. the reason they did it was because the actor had died who played granddad, and they didn't want to just recast him. Mm-hmm. Um, because the cast were kind of like, no, it's a bit disrespectful. So what they did was they brought in granddad's supposed brother, because they wanted to have like the three generations. Oh, okay. Okay. 
Um, so they wanted to have that kind of dynamic. So right. they, they cast Uncle Albert, who died in 1986. So they had that death scene as well. And the funeral oh, wow. and stuff. Um, you see both of the boys get married. You see them have kids. Um, so it really does like chart their life. Mm-hmm. And I showed you the funniest moments, but it's also very well known for the emotional stuff as well and some of the really hard hit and like the funerals and things mm. and so Rodney's wife has a lot of trouble with fertility and things and you see that kind of heartbreaking journey as well and it's mm. very very well done so it was created by a writer named John Sullivan who's very known for his kind of emotions but comedic timing as well sure so it is the top voted show of Britain's best sitcom and I think in part because of its cult status, mm. but also because it's one of these things that they play over and over again. So like, yeah. so yeah. it finished in 91, but I've seen it all many, many times Yeah, because they constantly play it. And like, frankly, I could see that because like, even just like the clips of the yeah. show, like were, f- those were funny. Yeah, they're really good. Like, I think my favorite one is... There's one, it was the last, it was the very first one we watched. It was mm. number 10. Mm-hmm. And that was my favorite one. Where uh, Trigger calls him Dave. Dave. Yeah. So yeah. that runs the entire show. He I, never I, ever I calls it. him. Yeah, I caught it. He never calls him by his proper name. And so when he and his wife are having a baby, mm-hmm. they're in the pub and Trigger says, Oh, they're, they're naming the baby Rodney after Dave. <laughs> Everyone's like, What? Because <laughs> he says, He says, I did, I checked. I looked at my birth certificate, my passport. It's Rodney, that's my name. <laughs> and he goes, oh yeah, I suppose I'll have to start calling you, getting used to calling you Rodney then. And then he says, oh, can we move this on me and Dave aboard? <laughs> and it's just great. And it runs the entire show mm. and he can never, ever get it. Tremendous. Like they have multiple conversations like that. So that one we watched is in the very first season and Ronnie's like, Why do you call mm. me Dave? This was that's your name, isn't it? And he goes, It's really not, no. <laughs> they have multiple conversations throughout the show. And yeah. he still goes, Oh yeah, alright, Dave. And in the end Ronnie just goes, Oh okay, okay. But the for me the baby moment is that Yeah. Yeah, naming baby Rodney. After Dave <laughs> <laughs> And so, so Trigger is played by Roger Lopec, who died uh, about 10 years ago now. Um, but he, he's my favorite character because he's sort of like the village idiot. But at the same time, like, it's so dry and it's so yeah. funny. We watched the clip about his broom. Yeah. And he says, had this broom 20 years, pride and joy. Replace the handle 14 times, replace the the handle 17 times and they go well it's not a new broom it goes yes it absolutely is. what are you talking about <laughs> i've maintained this broom for 20 years <laughs> so it's just things like that and it's just so good um so super successful like i say voted top for many many years the batman and robin moment that we watched yeah. has been consecutively voted the best tv moment ever possibly not recently mm. because we have more TV now, but for a good like 10, 15 years, it was the top moment ever. Hmm. Like, even if somebody in Britain had never seen the show, which is rare because yeah. everybody's seen it and everybody really enjoys it, 
they will know the Batman and Robin moment mm. because it's one of those things that is parodied as well. Yeah. In sure. like other sitcoms, sure. they show that moment again. So just to explain the moment, they the two brothers are dressed as Batman and Robin 60s version. So they're really colorful costumes. The Adam West. The Adam Warren. West version. And they're on their way to this fancy dress party. And neither of them really wanted to go. They were like, oh, we, we've got to go. We've got to show up at this thing. Now, a fancy dress party is like a, a costume party. A costume party. party. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll just go five minutes. So on the way, their car breaks down. And they're like, what are we going to do? We can't call the, what do you call the, the, the car company that comes to get you? And you Triple A. Triple A. We're double A. The AA. So we're like, we can't call them. They're just going to laugh at us. It's going to get round town. So Del Boy says, well, it's only five minutes away. If we go sort of down the the back streets and everything, no one will see us. And then he says a joke. It's only the crackheads. They see Batman and Robin every night, can he? <laughs> <laughs> Which the crackheads means like the, the druggies. The druggies. Yeah. We have crackheads. Um, so they're like, okay, we'll just run five minutes. So on the way, they accidentally stop a crime, a woman who's being robbed. So then the, the hilarity ensues, and it's a, it's a 10-minute sequence. Then they get to the party. Everyone's dressed in black, and they come in going, na-na-na-na-na, spraying um, silly, silly string. string. Yeah, silly string. And it turns out the guy whose party it was has died, and it's actually his funeral. <laughs> and they've turned up in Batman and Robin costumes, and it is one of the best comedic moments I've ever seen. I still love it. It's great. Um, so, yeah. So, you can see why it's very, very successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's become a cult, cult hit. There is an Only Fools and Horses Appreciation Society, which has over 7,000 members. It also runs a museum with objects from the show, huh. uh, memorabilia things, uh, and also they have conventions that the cast go to fairly regularly. Like I think they're yearly Only Fools and Horses conventions. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Huh. There was loads of merchandise produced, uh, books, toys, board games. Um, there was a documentary about it that aired in 2017. Wow, okay. Um, so I should just quickly go back to the story. So the whole thing is about them getting rich. And we saw the moment where this watch that they've had for years and years, that was their granddad's, mm -hmm. turns out is actually a priceless artifact. And they gained six and a half million pounds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the end of the show. As far oh, as I it? remember it. Oh, wow. Then they do Christmas episodes, uh -huh. which they film them all at the same time, but they only are like... They were five, over five years, I think. Um, and basically, they lose their fortune again. Then they win the lottery sure. and get it back again. But they only get like half back of what they lost. Yeah. So it's a funny, like, at the end of it, it comes full circle. And mm -hmm. they get all this money that they've always wanted and then sort of lose it anyway. Life. Um, several words from the show have been added into the dictionary. Okay. I don't know which ones. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> I couldn't find them. Um, but it, it, it's such an like, important cultural thing. Um, there's several running jokes, like I say. One of the big ones that I always used to really like is Del Boy tries to present himself as very intellectual and yeah. everything, have more status than he actually has. 
Um, so when he says goodbye on the phone, he goes, bonjour, which obviously means hello in French because he thinks he's being sophisticated. Right. It's great. Every time he's on the phone, he does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, a stage musical has opened this year. Huh. Written and produced by Jim Sullivan, the son of the original creator. Wow. Yeah. I would kind of like to see that. Yeah. I think it would be pretty good. Um, they did a... We have something called um, Children in Need, which happens every year. It's a big like charity marathon, and they do different like TV specials. There's been Doctor Who ones. Is it stuff. similar to the, the Red, Red Nose? Nose. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, and they did do a special in, I want to say, about 2010. David Beckham, the footballer, yeah. joined in. They called it David Beckham from Peckham, which is where they're from. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. And it was very good. Um, the show has been sold internationally to countries like Australia, Belgium, Greece, Malta, Spain, Portugal, New Zealand, and Yugoslavia, where it's called Muka, which roughly translates to shady deals. Huh. Muka. Something like that, yeah. I may be getting the pronunciation Muck. wrong. Muck. Yeah. Mucky. Yeah, it looks like mucky. Um, it was also remade in Dutch versions and a Portuguese version, which was just a literal translation of the English episodes with Portuguese cast and just sure. translated the same yeah, sure. stories. Um, there have been several unsuccessful attempts to make a US version, including okay. one where Christopher Lloyd was going to be granddad. Wow. Yeah. I didn't see the granddad character, but... That would have been great. Yep. Huh. Yeah, that's... that's do, you know, cool. do you know when that was? No idea. Mm-hmm. Two, 2002, I recall seeing. Um, I feel like I might vaguely recall that, actually. Yeah. So another, another um, story point, sorry. Like, it's funny because we talk about the differences between American and British TV shows. Like... Mm-hmm. Everybody Loves Raymond, what did you say? It was 200-something episodes? 210. 210 episodes. This one was only like 60 episodes. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like the format's different. I feel like there's much more. Well, yeah, there there is a very big difference between American and, and British television shows. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, in the case of dramas, like your dramas are only... Six episodes, and yeah. that's a season. Yeah, and more happens in them. I feel like. like I feel like a sitcom format is sort of you know like oh the family's done something stupid and then yeah you think... you sort of return to the status quo. You know, like we watched the yeah, last sure. and first episodes, they were essentially the same except that everybody had got a bit older. Yeah, like if you look at the first episode of this one where it's just Rodney and Dell to the last episode where it's their families, it's their kids. Mm. It's the rich now, and yeah. they live in like Spain or something. Yeah, I wonder if it's in the case of um, in the case of Only Fools and Horses. I wonder if it's the the idea that they're chasing after something. I think so. Whereas Raymond was a lot more of just like a look at the family, yeah, and following yeah. his family yeah. for so long. Um, a bit like um, oh, what's that show? Uh, Outnumbered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like that one. Yeah, um, but but with that goal, it's like okay, well, eventually we can just end it 
would yeah. retire of it yeah. because they can get the money. Yep. And, you know, that can be it. Yeah, but I think there's there's a whole journey on that. And there's lots no, of recurring jokes and everything. Um, so when Dell has his son with... So we saw the le- the lady who becomes Rodney, um, Dell's wife, Raquel. She wants to be an actress and a singer. And we saw her in that moment where Dell hires somebody to sing with her. And it's supposed to be a big moment. And he's terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she has to put up with him and they have a son. And Rodney jokingly says, oh, you should name him Damien after the kid from The Omen. Right. And he does. So then Rodney spends, now they have this kid in probably like season four or five. So Rodney spends the rest of the time convinced that this kid is a demon. So like they still all live in the flat together. And then there's a moment where Rodney and his wife are in bed. Mm-hmm. And the baby comes in and just stands at the end of the bed. And the wife's like, I thought you locked the door. And he's like, I did. (laughs) And then there's this great moment where they're just like looking at the baby and the baby's just looking at them. And then Raquel, the mom, comes in and just opens the door and it's like, oh, sorry. And they're like, oh, God. But then he, Rodney convinces his wife that the kid's a demon too. And like, they're just, it's just great. It's really good. Um, Yeah, the. There's not much else I have to say. It's just really mm. good. And I actually think probably over like Christmas or something, we should watch a yeah. proper episode because I yeah. think you'd really enjoy it. And it's always on. <laughs> sure. Man, TV is great. Yeah, it is. Shall we see what not good as TV category we can get? Yeah, I guess. I hope it's movies. We haven't done a movies yet. I hope we get TV again. There we go. Ooh, food, food again. Another food. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Food, 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 food. Shame we ate all those American cereals. Not a shame for me. <laughs> we just got banana cream. Banana cream frosted flakes. Uh, chicken and waffles. Post, like, honey bunches of oats or whatever mm. there. And, um... Maple bacon donut. Honey, yeah. Same, of the same brand. So thank you, Chris, for bringing us those. That was really good. Oh, they made my life. Yeah, he was real happy. I they were okay. I enjoyed them. I like the banana one. Yeah, the banana one was the best. I I almost shelled out thirty dollars for shipping on (laughs) I heard about it late one night Mm -hmm. and looked on Amazon and almost got it. I bet. So Alright, that's our T V episode. It sure is. I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. That's the Fraser theme song. Um, so you can find the show anywhere you like on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere you get your podcasts. iTunes. As iTunes too. Um, um, we also are now on an app called Podcoin. You can find us on Podcoin, which if you play it through this, allows us to get paid. That's right. It's just this. it's it's uh, a small amount, but uh, it keeps us, uh, you know, it lets us know you're listening, and um, it's uh, a good way to uh, keep the show going. Yeah. At least until we get tired of each other and um, end the show. I don't know, like The Sopranos. Hmm. But then you go on to do your podcast about rating bathrooms. Oh, heard about that, huh? <laughs> Been in touch with the uh, the comics pals. <laughs> No, baby, you told me all about it. I, listen, <laughs> I'm telling you, Spotify's going to be in touch. We're going to be millionaires. Yeah. This bathroom podcast idea is going to be... I'm not... I 
I'm being completely serious. I think it's really good. It's going to be great. It's called Flush Up the Jams. <laughs> Dang it. It's called Flush Down the Jams. <laughs> um, listen, we're going to be podcast zillionaires. Mm-hmm. It's the hot new idea. Bathrooms are so weird in Europe. Bathrooms are weird in America. We have so much material. <laughs> you can find me at Toto in Toe on Twitter and Instagram. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find uh, my work and the rest of my podcasts on KaleWard.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Jan91. J-I-A-N-91. Thank you so much to Marco Cunolata for our theme song, Traveling in Bliss. You can find him on Twitter doing whatever it is Marco does. I'm probably tweeting about Swamp Thing. Mm. Uh, at uh, Mr. Marco Animodo. All right. See you next week. Bye.